Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Seary. I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone for tuning in. My goal is to provide insight into the inner workings of the mind of someone on the spectrum, and by learning the way about the way we think and the way we process information, we can all get along better in society and grow together. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to a guy I just recently met, Ahmad Rashad. I'll leave a link to his LinkedIn in the uh, bio section, uh, the comment section here. Uh, he does this for a living, and he gave me some quick pointers on how to make the sound quality of this podcast better. So if you like it better, let me know if it sounds better, or if it sounds worse, leave me a comment and let me know what you think. As always, if you find value in this, please make sure that you subscribe so you can hear more, leave a review, and this will help expand the reach of the podcast and provide even more value to even more people. So last week, I dipped into a little bit about some of the inane questions that often come up in small talk situations. And based on the interaction on the Facebook group, that's found at facebook.com slash groups slash left of normal community. Uh, if you haven't been following along over there, check it out. So based on that interaction, it sounds like we need to clear a few things up. Let me preface this that Neil Beyer was the one who actually had the balls to voice his objections to my statements. And Neil, I appreciate you and I love what you do for the community and our neighborhood. So please don't take this as an attack on you, but more of a clarification on how I see things and how I interpret what is going on in the world. So I have three concepts to discuss and to hopefully clarify. First, what I mean about the small talk dance. Second, what I mean about the inane questions often put forth during that small talk dance. And third, why I see small talk as fruitless, frivolous, and fluff, and feel free to affix your own feelings and frustrations. Let's dive in, shall we? If you have ever watched a nature show, you have probably seen those weird birds that do that little courtship dance. They fluff up their feathers and they hop around and they try to impress each other, or at least one is trying to press, impress the other one. Sometimes two creatures will dance to each other, and sometimes it's just dancing for the other. When I talk about the small talk dance, I see it as two creatures doing this little dance that they kind of otherwise have no control over. They know they're supposed to do it, because that's what they've been taught, or maybe it's just instinctual. For some of those among us to, that love to jibber-jabber, they just instinctively talk. And now if I dip into what I know about psychology, sociology, and anthropology, I can recognize some of this is a social construct, and some is more or less a human survival mechanism. And that's a mechanism that doesn't really apply to an advanced human state or society. But what ends up 
happening, what in it, what it ends up being is that two people that don't know each other or don't know each other really well, they fluff up their feathers and they start dancing around in a circle trying to impress the other person with words that don't really amount to much. I see it as a dance that has become a dance for the sake of the dance. As much for our own feeling good as we believe others are seeing us doing all this talking, and they, we feel that they're impressed by our communication skills. So the small talk dance, it, it's more about the person talking rather than the recipient. So when I mention the small talk dance, just picture two people flapping their arms, kind of dancing in a circle in an attempt to make the other people think that they're pretty badass at doing this small talk dance. If you have studied any sort of psychology, you know that people are pretty selfish beings. But we also know that society doesn't like selfish beings. And so we have to disguise our selfishness in a way that is socially acceptable. And to get there, we can't just do the small talk dance where we spout off all this information about ourselves, because that would be selfish. Instead, we have to give the other, per the other person permission to spout off information about themselves in order to reciprocate with our own information. So it's kind of like one bird dancer human thing going up to the other, giving them a little nod and saying, let me see your best small, small talk dance moves. And the other person perks up because shoot, who doesn't like bragging about themselves when given permission to do so? And so they puff up and they start dancing and saying, let me see your best small talk mo dance moves. And then with the permission granted, the instigator starts dancing as well. So the, my issue with the questions isn't the questions themselves specifically, but it rather boils down to the motivation behind the questions. For example, there, there were a couple questions that were brought up in comments on the Facebook group. And one of my examples from last week was if, if someone asks me how old my son is, it's generally not relevant information because they feel they're building a relationship by creating just words and that becomes annoying. But there is a chance to turn it into a soup question with some clarifiers. So instead of just, how old is your son? And usually people will add again because they have been told numerous times, but the information was so unimportant to them, they didn't bother to remember it. Now, I know that people are stupid and forget things all the time. If you tell me your name, I will likely forget it within the first 30 seconds of you telling me your name. So instead of asking me, how old is your son again, a better phrasing that leads me to believe you're not just filling words, filling the air with words would be something along the lines of, 
I think you said your son is 8 or 9 or 10 or whatever that is. And that would mean he's in 2nd, 3rd, 4th grade is or whatever. Is that correct? And instantly you've moved from small talk BS to I value what you have to say and I'm seeking clarification. So I respond with, yeah, nine years old, just finishing third grade. Now, it still isn't exactly a soup question, a soup question and answer give and take, <clears throat> until you further go on to seek information that would actually enhance your life, my, my life, or ideally both of our lives. That can go something like, oh yeah, okay, uh, mine is seven, eight, nine, whatever it happens to be. Uh, we're at this age where he really needs something to do during the summers. Are you guys involved with any great programs? And now I'm seeing as seen as val providing valuable information. We're developing the actual relationship that is the full intention. Otherwise, if that question doesn't quite fit, they can offer it. Oh yeah, alternatively, my my kid is about the same age and we're enrolled in the YMCA program for child geniuses who want to build a rocket ship in their backyard over summer breaks. I think your kid would love it too. Now we're moving away from those fluffy words that just fill the air and into words that inspire, teach, instruct, and ultimately create a better place to live for everyone. So the other example uh, on the that was brought up was the ubiquitous question of, how's it going? What are you doing? How are you? To which me, as a left of normal, knows the appropriate response is fine, good, great, grand, wonderful. But I also question your motives. Uh, what are your motives for asking me this question? Is it just an easy intro, kind of an icebreaker? Are you actually wondering how I'm doing? Because I sat on my balls earlier and I kind of feel like I'm going to puke. So if I sit here with a really distressed look on my face, it's in part because your small talk is only enhancing that feeling of wanna pukedness that comes when one squishes a nut. There are exceptions to this, of course. If Joe Blow, that I've seen at a networking event once or twice in my life, asks me that question, he will get with the fine or dandy response. If someone that I know already and I have a deeper relationship with them, I might go into a more inappropriate response, largely because I love when people get uncomfortable with stuff like that. So these questions, while they may seem innocent in relationship building, they are generally put forth in such a way that they end up being nothing but words to fill the air because silence is despised. If your intention, however, is to actually build a relationship, they can quickly and very easily be changed into something that is used to inspire. So finally, that gets us to why small talk is fruitless. In our culture, in our society today, we have been conditioned to see silence as something to be despised and avoided. Just 
look at how many people are absolutely uncomfortable with silence even when they're entirely alone. Nobody around, so they turn the TV on just to have some background noise while they go about their day-to-day -day lives. They literally create noise because we have been trained to find silence despicable. And now, when we're together with other humans, that silence is even more despised because we feel we have to constantly be talking or else we're just weirdos that sit around and stare at each other. But we don't want to just sit around and stare at each other and we don't want to be silent, but it takes a lot of effort and energy to really invest in another person and ask questions with purpose, to ask soup questions. The result is that we talk about the, the weather or how about that pro sports team? Your kid is graduate, graduating, congratulations. And then we go about our day having neither enhanced nor been enhanced. So what do we do about this? I can rant and rave all day long until I use up my allotted number of words that I get to use during any given day. But without some sort of encouragement to be better, all I did was fill the air with fluffy words. So be intentional about conversations. Ask questions that will help build the other person up. Go into a conversation with the full intent that they will benefit far more than yourself. Focus on how other lives will get better. And really importantly, Understand that there are some of us that don't really want to answer questions that appear to be inane. So we get set on edge when we are asked those questions. And it's also important to know that while the left of normal mind can fully understand them, we can process them, we can see what's going on, there's a weird disconnect that just, there's an empty space that blocks us from comprehending it fully. It's something I got to put a lot more thought into on how to really explain that. It's another topic for another time. For now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, like, comment, subscribe. Please join the Facebook community. Remember that small talk can be used to set the stage for beneficial conversations, but it should be kept to a minimum and moved through very quickly if it's to be used at all. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.